Hey Brock, how are you? Doing well, John. How are you? I'm good. I was checking my YouTube comments and probably one of the most commented things, you know, my underwear video is my biggest video. And so I get a lot of comments on that one, but people always say that I missed the brand Andrew Christian and I didn't, I don't know who that is or what that is. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to buy some stuff. And I went on the site and it turns your cursor into a unicorn and it's a very aggressive uh, website with male masculinity. So I can see why people are upset that I missed out on that brand. I'm missing something. Wait, Andrew Christian? It's an underwear brand. Oh. And people always say in my pouch video, like, you missed Andrew Christian. And I'm like, okay, let me go buy some stuff. And uh, so that, that'll make for an interesting haul in a couple weeks here. I'm checking it out right now. Are you gonna do? Are you gonna do a video? <laughs> I think I have to. I I think I say in the video like, let me know what brands I missed, and there's a few that have come up. I've purchased them, but this one for some reason I just never even Googled, and I just I literally just did it. What we were in, about to get on the call, and uh, I'm gonna be doing a haul, I guess. Wow, this this website, <laughs> something else. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's making me want to hit the gym. <laughs> <laughs> well. So I always like write down notes between episodes and I had like this stuff I wanted to ask you right at the beginning, but I just totally got sidetracked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But well, anyways, so you started doing, I noticed that you've been doing a cadence on Instagram, um, but you ran out of, you, you said six of six in your watch shots. Are you going to stick with that cadence now? I was just thinking about that because I had posted today. Yeah, I was doing like watch, outfit, outfit, watch, outfit, outfit. So it's that nice like, it's kind of like what you do. Like you have your your three themes and then it like creates like a nice feed. But mm-hmm. I found that people don't like the watch pictures as much. <laughs> like they don't, it doesn't mm-hmm. get as many likes. So I don't know, maybe people are just there for, for outfits and not watches on my feed. I see the same exact thing. I see less engagement on the watches and the ties. And then my middle posts always do really well. And so I've also thought about abandoning the the current cadence because it is restrictive. Like I have all these pictures that I'd like to post, but then I have to post two pictures in order to post the one that I want to post. And so I've been thinking about ditching it too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then like, you know, you mess it up once and like your whole feed structure is, is all screwed up. So, <laughs> but I, I think it might kind of be like, how it is with like YouTube or any other platform where the people who subscribe to you or, or choose to follow on Instagram, like they follow for whatever you're doing at the time. So if you start doing something new, obviously they're not going to like that as much. So, you know, if, if you're like a, like a Teddy or something and, and you're just doing watches, they follow you for close up watch shots. And so like if he posted an outfit pick, it probably wouldn't do as well as his normal stuff, you know? Yeah. What a finicky thing, social media world. I know, I know. It's just like, like, you know, we're, we like, we were talking to Travis uh, White not too long ago and, you know, he recommends daily posts on Instagram. And like, if you think about that, I mean, that's 365 photos, like good photos of you in a year, which is like, it's a lot. It's a lot of pictures. It is. But what I was most shocked by is when we went out with him in LA and I saw it again when we were out with him in Atlanta, the way that he snaps photos like he probably there were less photos taken of him on that la trip than everybody else combined but the ones that he took were so like he they were thought out they were pointed he posed in a certain way and so i might have taken six six shots of him in atlanta like he told me like he directed me how to take a photo of him which was also very helpful and 
Like he got six incredible shots. He took maybe two dozen of me and I got like four good ones out of it. And so once you hit like that level of refinement, I think it becomes very easy to get 300 really good pictures. It takes a lot of work to get to that point. But I was, that was one of the biggest things I learned going out with him a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely got to get his craft down. Um, and I think also he, he'll take like the same picture with like a different pair of shoes. Like he'll change like one detail and then he'll either use that as like a, like a this or that, or he'll use the variation like a month later, you know, which, and, and he talks about that too, like posting, like reposting or like posting small variations or older content. Like no one really cares, you know, if it's like, if you took the photo today or not. So I think that's another way to get, um, to get a lot of, uh, mileage out of your shoots. Yeah. Beats what I've been doing, which has been taking like six outfits and changing in the car. Actually, I bought a changing tent, an extra tall changing tent. So does your head like poke out of the top and everybody's like, what's that guy doing? No, I actually haven't popped it up and used it yet. I bought one right after LA, but I haven't, uh, I haven't taken it out. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's a pain just like, like car changing. And I mean, even changing tents, like it, it's just kind of a pain doing that, but I kind of want to find a way and I've been trying to do it in the space outside of my studio um, to take like, it'd be cool to be able to take like a really like quality, basically output of the day selfie every day. Uh, I've seen, um, there, there's a, a woman, uh, like fashion YouTube channel slash Instagram, um, called dearly Bethany. And she, she took, I think, a a picture every day for like a whole year and she got really good at it. And her pictures are all like on the same backdrop. Like it's very clean. Um, but they're super nice. I really like the, I don't know that whole project. So I think that's that's another option, I guess, if you don't want to like go out and, and shoot with actual photographers. Yeah, I feel like that's what Chris Meehan has nailed. That formula is like same backdrop, swap out the shirt and the pants and repeat it. Yep, yep, exactly. And he used to be in front of the garage door. Now he's back to like a living room wall. wall. Yeah, <laughs> back when I first started, Chris, he was in a garage door. <laughs> wasn't even that long ago wow well and then he's like i mean i don't know what he's using but like his photos aren't like you know super high quality like bokeh all that stuff i mean there's just kind of like a selfie i know are you taking those ones outside of your studio on your gh5 yeah that's gh5 tripod yeah mm-hmm. yep yeah, man, I've been I've been slacking on the video content, but you've you've been uh you've been on it. I liked the um the Gap Old Navy video. That was interesting. Oh yeah. Wait till you see the one that'll be up in two weeks. Can can you tell us what it is? <laughs> yeah, so I shot it yesterday. I wrote it and shot it yesterday, but it had been stewing for a while. And it's basically saying why the quality of brands have gone down over time. And so like Broadly, we both know the story. It's like, you know, brands overexpanded and then they have to cut costs and then they discount and everything. But like I get into, I start to talk about, you know, like if J. Crew knows that they used to sell sweaters for $50 on average, but now they're only th- selling for 30 but they're keeping the price up high and they're discounting, they're going to drop the raw material costs in order to hit their margins because they got to make money. And you can't really outsmart a brand. It's like you, people that think they're outsmarting credit card companies they don't, I don't, I guess they don't process that there's an entire team of PhDs and data scientists engineering products to get more of your money. And it's like with retailers too, it's like 
retailers are still making money. You're just not getting what you used to. And so that's why people now say like J. Crew's quality has gone downhill. Gap's quality has gone downhill. It's because they're making lower quality products because people don't want to pay for them. And so uh, I basically break down that entire thing. Right. So when people say like, hey, I only buy J. Crew on sale, it's like that's what that they, they know that you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you are the reason that J. Crew doesn't have the quality that they used to. And that's fine. It's like everybody can, everybody wants to feel like they're getting a deal. And actually, there was a comment on a YouTube video about Bonobos. And they said it was interesting that my pick for budget budget chinos was $58 and Bonobos are 88 when most people buy Bonobos on sale. So it's basically the same price. And I just commented back like 70% of product that's sold at a retail store is sold at full price. People only brag about getting good deals. And so it's not like somebody walks around and they say, oh, I like your pants. And they say, oh, I bought them for full price. People are excited <laughs> to talk about deals. And it's and like I, th- I think that's so funny because that used to be my old mentality. That's the whole thing that started this channel was like buy cheap stuff. And then I've slowly like graduated beyond there. And that's why I think I've had a little bit of a, a identity crisis maybe about my channel is like I think what – caused me to go that route before was a lack of education and so now it's more of a thing of like how do you educate and say why something costs the way it does which happened you know that really started back with a sneaker video and it's going to carry on through my videos this year and so it's been a very it's been an incredible three years as a after i started my channel Mm -hmm. yeah i mean and a lot things change very quickly too as like your industry videos kind of show i i almost I kind of sense like another change coming in. I don't think it's like mainstream, but if you look at like the, the real enthusiasts in this space, uh, consumers, I mean, like the people on like male fashion advice subreddit, for example, there seems to be kind of like a little bit of a rebound um, against the direct to consumer brands and like, uh, like revitalization almost in the like really high quality, like heritage brands. Um, not like designers necessarily, although I guess I guess there's some crossover between those two categories, but like like your um, Aldens and to some extent like Alan Edmonds, but like uh, you know yeah, Aldens or Red Wing or yeah, Red Wing. Um, yeah, I feel like I see Drakes more than ever now. Exactly, exactly, and I think I think the idea is that these companies have been doing it for so long, and like they're not internet savvy, and they're not they don't have like good social media presence but their product is so good. And in some sense, like they, they might be more trustworthy in terms of like quality control and everything than some of these brand new direct consumer brands. Um, like I saw one thread that basically the, the conclusion was like, if you can afford these really high quality brands do that, the next best thing is these kind of like good quality direct to consumer brands. And they, they were talking about boots. So like if you can go Alden, go Alden. If you can't go Thursday boots, don't buy anything cheaper than that. Yeah, that's a really good point. And that's actually, I mentioned that at the end of my video is basically, you know, the specialty brands like Gap and J. Crew and, and any of the mall brands, it's like they saw a huge, they, they get some traction. And this is another video I started writing a while ago is they get some traction, they go public, raise a bunch of money, they do tons of stores, and they essentially overextend themselves. And then they have to pull back later on, whereas the heritage brands just kind of chug along for years making money. And I can definitely see that with the DTC brands because there's a few brands that I covered in the past that like are just gone. And like heritage brands kind of give you that, um, they give you that security around it. So I think there could also be, and this happened with me too, is like you start getting into fashion and this could be any of the guys in MFA. 
you start to get into fashion and all you can afford are the J. Crew gaps and those things. And then a few years later, like you get promotions and you change jobs and you start to be able to afford more and you make more money. And then you start to realize like, okay, this is why things cost more. And it's like, there could be this whole collective group that was a generational change in MFA of people that are like, oh yeah, you know, I used to buy $50 shoes, but now I can afford $300 ones and I can see why. And so you have to kind of educate the person behind you, which is exactly what happened to me. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it could be a... A generational thing and all the guys in like their late 20s and, and 30s and stuff are just kind of getting to that point you know where they have money and, and care a little more and want better stuff yeah it's just like speaker gear it's like you can just buy great speakers when you're older you can't well you want them when you're younger but you can't afford them man i, I remember getting my, my dad was always really into like having like a, a good um like audio setup at home like he was like one of the first like dads on the block to have like a cd player <laughs> like back in the day back when cd players were like crazy expensive and i remember when i first got my place i always wanted like the same thing i wanted like nice speakers and like a good receiver and like you know the whole setup and uh and after i moved i kind of like got i like sold a bunch of stuff off and now i'm like i don't know if i'll ever buy like that setup again like that like home entertainment setup with the receiver and the speakers and and the surround sounds like I don't know. I might just be like a soundbar guy now. <laughs> yeah, you just you're like a millennial. You just want to move around, be untethered, no commitments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All willy nilly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Although we're both married, so we're we're kind of against the trend. That's true. That's yeah, we're tethered. <laughs> yeah, de- I'm definitely tethered. You're very tethered. <laughs> I'm in- very tethered. In- increasingly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking about doing an event, like a thing this summer, and then I was like, oh well. Got a baby coming in July. I can't really do that. Yeah. That's a, huh. that's a tether for sure. <laughs> so you, you're pulling back intentionally. You talked about focusing more on the website, but it seems like you just, like you want to do the videos you want to do. You don't want to stick to a, do a commitment or a schedule. Well, I've, I've got, um, a, a bunch of stuff in the queue and like some is like ready to go, but, um, I'm trying to build up a little bit of a queue and then also work on series. So like, uh, like the minimalism series. Uh, so I have a few more videos in that one. Then I'm, I'm going to do a, um, celebrity style breakdown series. Uh, and basically like, I, I want to like get these series done. So maybe it's like three or four videos. And then I'm, I'm working on sort of like a new way. I mean, new way for me to work with sponsors where it's like not at all integrated in, into the video. It's just like, a straight like 30 second commercial, um, like near the beginning and it can kind of fit into any video. So I'm not like, you know, if it's like a, a hair loss company, I'm not going to make a video about hair loss. It could be like a video about Donald Glover's style. And it, mm-hmm. then there's just this like kind of sponsored commercial at the beginning. So I'm talking to a few companies right now and, uh, you know, I'm kind of queuing up videos until I get that stuff sorted out. And so, I'm hoping that'll be a good kind of way for me, at least to going forward to work with sponsors, um, you know, without being too intrusive or really uh, influencing my content calendar. Well, that's the edutainment model. Like every, most of the videos I end up watching on YouTube are those things like explaining how cruise ships work or freight trains, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And then they'll start out, give you a five second, this video is brought to you by Skillshare and then they'll do a minute at the end or something like that. And I think it's smart. 
Yeah, exactly. Like uh, I really like the way like Thomas Frank does it. He, he kind of does mm-hmm. that, that same method. And uh, I'm sure for those big channels, like you, they have a little more leverage. Like they can tell a brand, hey, like we only do the sponsored mention at the end. And that's why, you know, it only costs this much. I'm kind of uh, experimenting with that. But uh, but yeah, just the idea that, that it's more of a, a standard commercial and the brand doesn't necessarily, the product doesn't necessarily have to be related to the content of the video. And because uh, for a while, I just, I mean, for the last like few months, I just didn't do any sponsorships and it's great, but it's also, you know, I mean, you're leaving revenue on the table for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I thought about this for a while. I was like, how can I take away sponsorships necessarily for like clothing and that way I can keep editorial independence. Cause I've always thought like if BMW could sponsor the channel for a month or something and then I could do whatever I want within there, it's like, that's, I think it's a great way to do it. So for you, like if you're looking at Skillshare or Squarespace or XYZ other brand that, you know, is all over the place that can support you that way and then make the celebrity series, you know, that'll get views. I think that's smart. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, this this whole celebrity series is like brought to you by Squarespace, you know, and maybe it's four videos. And, and it, the big companies that do a lot of that sort of thing, like Squarespace, which is one of the brands I'm talking to, like they buy packages. You know, they're like, hey, we want four videos over the next two months. And mm-hmm. we don't really care what the videos are about, but here, here are the talking points, you know, so. Yeah, it's branding versus they're not trying to sell individual SKUs. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're like a drop in the bucket of you know a part of a much much bigger influencer marketing plan. Nice. Yeah, I was surprised when I talked to Raphael out in LA. Like he was like, "Yeah, we have 35 videos right now done. We're just posting them, you know, weekly." And I was like, "Wow, that, that's a nice place to be." That's great, man. That's that's got to feel real good. <laughs> yeah, I know. And because uh, like with us, like with the podcast, we had five episodes ready to go, like in December, and then we we let them like kind of flow out, and it was weekly and everything. And then we got to the end, but we didn't keep up the queue. So yeah, we got super lazy. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's an experiment. The podcast is an experiment. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's what I like about the podcast too. Is like, it's been such a great way to meet people, and it's not like like there's no there's no pressure, you know, like I don't feel bad if we, I don't know, like don't record anything for a couple of weeks or whatever. It's just, it's just like fun. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what podcasting is all about until you get acquired by Spotify. Right. <laughs> if we were more serious about it, we would have been in there with Anchor and Gimlet for sure. And then we'll start a new podcast called On Yachting. Mm, I just found out there's a whole genre of music called Yacht Rock. Is that like uh, what's what's a band that would fit into that? I was surprised because there's a lot of eighty stuff. There was like um, oh, I can't even remember. It was a Spotify playlist called Yacht Rock, and I was like, oh, it's just basically softer eighties rock. Hmm. Yacht Rock. So with the videos, then are you going? Are you know like hone in on some of the like celebrities are shorter? like short content like is that what you're really trying to focus on this year because because with the website i know you've always been very short guy focused but the youtube stuff is very broad and applicable to everybody yeah i think i think with the i'm, I'm still focusing on it in like a more subtle way so like yeah with the celebrity style breakdown like the, there's so many well-dressed celebrities out there so i'm going to focus on the shorter ones uh just to kind of like keep that that part of the channel and like us not so overt way i guess um and then yeah i mean you have some other um concepts for series but 
but I'm excited about that one because I think I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm trying to make videos that are like a little a little more repeatable, like in terms of like the recording and production process and stuff that can be you know edited by someone else. As long as I you know if I do the first one, and say hey here here's how this this series um, should be edited, you know then then someone else would kind of copy it. So just trying to be a little more a little smarter about you know the whole um, content creation process because if if you reinvent the wheel every single time you know, you can spend days on one video. Yeah. I know that. I know that pain in the ass is like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like your, like your ultimate guide type videos, like the Chino video and the sneakers, like what, like 20 hours, 30 hours. <laughs> uh, yeah. More, well, yeah. A little more than sometimes I end up being more than that, but yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. So what do you got going on the rest of, so we're like halfway in March. I'm going to put this one out today, but, uh, you know, you, you get into New York, April. Yeah, I think early April. Um, I don't have a date yet. And you're you're going to be in New York next week. Yeah, I'm going there. Um, I'm like, I I realized I could have added two more days for how much stuff I ended up squeezing in, but I'm going to vlog the whole trip like on my personal channel, and then I'm going to make a vlog of the the new Hudson Yards space that's dedicated to direct consumer companies for the, the Cavalier, um, and then just. You know, I'm going to try and meet up with um, Moods by Mark for a photo shoot, uh, Eric, NYC Style, a couple other guys while I'm out there. Oh, nice. Multifaceted trip. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. So what, what's the deal with the Hudson Yards thing? Is that, is that like, are you like in touch with them or are you just going and taking your camera? No, I'm just going to go and hope they don't take my camera because I don't have a permit to shoot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what, what What is the, uh, so it's, it's just a new like multi-use retail space that's for just for um like online brands yeah so the whole hudson yards project was the train yards that were never built upon because there's like it's superheated train train railways underneath but they figured out how to do it so now they have commercial they have commercial residential and then like living or um greenery space now at hudson yards and they're opening the shopping retail center so it'll it'll kind of be like the oculus it'll be i'm sure it'll just be like neiman marcus is opening their first new york based store at the hudson yards thing so there's tons of retail there but there's a whole floor that's smaller dedicated to like Allbirds and mac weldon and um i think i don't know that koyo has some like it's all the a lot of uh, num net notum that i covered the cashmere place so mm-hmm. a bunch of d2c brands are just on this one floor so I figured it'd be cool to go and see them all in person. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Now, if I was a little bit uh, sharper, I probably would have reached out to the Hudson Yards and had them do something. But uh, now I'm just going to go. And actually, the Mensch is going to meet me there. We're going to walk through it together. Ah, the Mensch. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to do a shoot with Mark. Um, he's a good guy. I'd, I've done one shoot with him and really liked his uh, his style. Yeah, and I feel like it's good to have like a t- good to have time with somebody who just does this and they can direct you properly instead of, you know, like somebody who maybe is a good photographer, but doesn't necessarily do Instagram and models. And Mark is, is, is great for that. Totally. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like Travis. It's like shooting with Travis is very different than a photographer, a normal photographer. Yeah. They, they're, they almost like mold you a little bit, you know, like they, they kind of, I don't know. They, they tell you what to do and, it's uh, it does it takes the pressure off for you trying to like come up with like cool poses and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Travis, um, uh, I guess just kind of just started his YouTube channel and it looks like it's going to be like a mix of like social media advice and like photography advice and probably some men's style stuff. But, um, I could, I could see him getting big on YouTube because, uh, his advice is just so solid. Yeah. And like, if it's anything like his influential talk, absolutely. But the big, you know, he, he, I was talking to him at influential and he was like, yeah, I got his videos unlisted and we were talking and he showed me a couple of them. And, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to make them public. And I was like, eh, you can't do that. They won't get pushed out to subscribers and you, they won't get new notifications. And he was like, seriously? And like, yeah. She's like, uh, okay. So I was like talking him through how to get him published out. We should have him back on the podcast because he's come a, a long way since Unkept Gent. I think that was two years ago we talked to him. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. We got to get him back on. Yeah. Talk about starting a new one today. We're going to get Teddy back on. Teddy's come a long way since he was on here. Yep. Basically, if you were on the Button Up podcast, you're geared for success is the story here. Yeah. So, and, and, and if you're not yet successful, if you'd like to be, come on the show and the next year is going to be amazing for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, when we talked to Alex Costa. He had half a million subscribers. Now he has 1.8 or something. Yeah. You think that's coincidence? I don't. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> you're welcome, Alex. <laughs> yeah. So we're working on some cool guests. We're going to have some guys come back. And, uh, and then we're, we're trying to get some of the new guys that, uh, they're out there. Definitely to talk to Tim, who we, we met at Menfluential. And so we just want to talk to cool guys, get their story and introduce them to you or ladies. There's not a lot of ladies in what, what we do though. Yeah. We do need to get some more ladies, maybe some like company founders or, or other, uh, let's see, we had Megan, we get Ashley Weston on, maybe she'd do one. I don't know. I don't know if she knows about my video. She might not want to come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> probably not a good fit. We'll have Dory and I get, get their perspective. Oh, <laughs> uh, that kills the women's side. Yeah. No, that's all the women we know. <laughs> well, we had Anna, too. Anna from Theo and Harris. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anna was great. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have even listened to Maggie Rogers since she mentioned it? Maggie Rogers is like blowing up since, she, since I heard about her. Yeah. I, I actually, that was the first time I heard about her. And yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Trendsetter. Yep. All right, that feels pretty good. Every any anybody else still out there? We always appreciate you guys listening, and uh, you know iTunes reviews, whatever people say at the end of podcasts and that sort of stuff. But thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Buttoned Up Podcast, a collaboration between John Shanahan of the Cavalier and Brock McGough of the Modest Man, and we will see you next week.